Y'all got your drink colors. Got my drink. It was like, ooh, our lips look so good. I got good everything, Chuck. What else you got good, Al? <laughs> Take a look at that picture I sent you. Ooh. I just figured I'd get a girls a little preview <laughs> of the spring summer collection, aka okay. my body. It is TGIF. This is what y'all came for, right? Y'all came for this. Hey guys, it's your girl Claudia Jordan and it is Wednesday and I'm back with TGIF with two of the most fabulous men in the business. So we're here to spill the tea, break down some of the hot topics and biggest headlines on social media and in the news. So sit back, relax and get ready to sip this hot tea. Now please welcome multimedia personality Funky Dineva. What's up Q? Hey Claudia, what's going on baby girl? (laughs) That's some new Louis Vuitton hat. I see I heard you were shopping today. I went down to the Gucci store, you know, the, oh, Fox Soul, the Fox Soul checks, they do me right, you know, so when you you do better, when you elevate a little better, you know, you live a little better. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, please welcome brand strategist Al Reynolds. Hey, Al. What's up, Claudia? I need some of those. I need to see what about that Fox Soul check. Elevate me some too, shoot. I like your hair, brother. You don't you you won't be an intern all your life. You know? we, we, we had a meeting and we were thinking about October. We're gonna bring you up to you all know right. half member number one status. All right, I'll take it. That's right. <laughs> so it's Wednesday this year. This summer has totally flown by. So what else do y'all have going on besides Foxhole? This is the last quarter of the year, and you know it's it's we're winding down 2021. What y'all got going on? Whoever wants to go first. You know, my life right now is in a great place. I'm in a place right now where I just got to stay the course. Um, for those of the guys out there know me, this is the, the the time of the year where we YouTubers, we go hard because they start their holiday spend or whatever. Like the advertising rates be like three times what they were the first three quarters of the year. So to the funky bunch out there, I'll be putting out four, five, six videos a day. Okay. Between now and the end of December. But that's about all I got going on. Okay, Al, how about you? Well, you know, I just want to say thank you to Fox Soul for, you know, putting me on this platform. And being on this platform, I've gotten some really interesting offers that are coming my way that we're entertaining. And fingers crossed I'll be able to share some very, very good news in the very near future. Sounds good. Sounds good. And uh, I have a couple of things my damn self, but... We still negotiating, so but we will be sharing a bunch of good news. All right, before we get started, uh, let's continue to keep uh, the Nene, Nene Leaks and her family lifted in prayer during this time. Al, you attended the memorial for Greg Leaks over the weekend. I saw that on your social media. What can you tell us about it? Um, my goodness, <laughs> that was just that was an that was an event. Let me just share with you that that was an event. Um, I was truly touched because Nene asked me to speak on behalf of the of the friends of Greg Leak. Such an honor for her to do that. I tried to share as much as I could about his impact on my life and that family's impact on me. And then just the love that was in the room, as you see from the pictures, everybody rallied around that woman in her time of distress in Greg's passing because it spoke volumes. It speaks volume to who Greg was. So even her castmates, the majority of them were there. As you see, I shared some pictures and some videos from the um, event, but hands down was one of the best going um, home transition celebrations I've ever seen. Everybody, and no matter what, you know, what happened on that show, there was just so much love from everybody that was ever even involved with that. Even people put their differences aside to, to show love. And I think that was, that was nice. All right. Without further ado, let's hop into some hot topics. Uh, also before we get into that, we also want to send our condolences to the family of Michael K. Williams. 
Many of us remember him from his role as Omar on the hit show, The Wire. Um, speaking of Michael K. Williams, did, did y'all see 50 Cent's Instagram post before he deleted it? The rapper uh, cracked a few jokes that I didn't find funny. It was reported that Michael K. Williams died from a drug overdose and check out what 50 Cent wrote on Instagram. Hey, Jimmy, your man OD'd and don't ever try to understand me. I'm different. I don't do all that fake love, you know. Uh, is 50 Cent once again out of line with his insensitive post or what do you think it is about 50? Just anything for the attention? So, you Us? know, 50, 50 is the ultimate troll, but there was also another post before that where he and Michael K. Williams had beef in real life. You know what I'm saying? So right. we're just keeping it 100% honest. If you got beef with somebody just because they died on me magically that the beef went away. Now, for those of us that love him, you know, it feels like 50 is being a troll, but 50 just standing in his feelings. I didn't like you when I was alive and I really don't care about you now that you're dead. Got a point. Al, what do you think? Ooh, that just hit me different. I just felt like the way he did the post just was disrespectful on so many levels. A, he made fun about the man's death, which I thought was inappropriate, was disrespectful, it was tasteless, and it was insensitive. But on top of that, did you all see the hashtags? He used this man's death to promote his show and his liquor brands. I, I, that just, that didn't reek to me. That would just reek to me of just poor class. I'm sorry. I, I just didn't like it. Whether you have an issue with the person or not, their death and plan on their death is just inappropriate to use to do that type of stuff. I get not being fake, but how about say nothing, 50? Say nothing. Right. You know what I mean? Like you, you don't have to say anything. Uh, comedian Linnell shared a message on Instagram in light of Michael K. Williams' death. Now she urged her followers not to play Russian roulette with their lives because it's not worth it. Lunell said the dope dealers are killing people, but hey, you don't have to listen to me. Uh, what are your thoughts on Lunell's post? And we have an update to that with Jocelyn Hernandez. So, you know, it's so funny because not only did Michael K. Williams overdose this weekend, but there was another story where about three or four people got sick, three died, because now all of a sudden they are lacing all the drugs with fentanyl, rope spray, raid and everything else out there. And listen, I am personal friends with Lunell. Lunell has told me stories about when she was on crack. You know, she was like, that's what everybody was doing back in Compton or LA River she's from at that time. So she is no stranger to recreational drug use or street drugs. And mama knows what she's talking about. Listen, we ain't gonna never eradicate people using drugs recreationally, but if you gonna do your drugs, don't be buying drugs from folks you ain't bought them from before. Go to your same dealer. Don't be buying drugs from people in, in the bathroom or the club because you don't know what these people are putting in it and messing around and snorting up and shooting up these random drugs. Your mama going to be somewhere fried chicken and trying to take up a GoFundMe to put your body in the ground. Al? You know, I felt like that she, it was appropriate for her to speak on it. You got to remember, she's a comedian and she's been around for 40 or 50 years, right? And these were her colleagues that died. Uh, as we know, the comedian, uh, what's his name, Fuquan um, Johnson, worked with her in the LA circuit in the comedy clubs. And three of the other people there, they were all comedians. That was like family to her. So I felt like she had a right to speak on it. Now, Jocelyn Hernandez decided to add her two cents to Linnell's post. She wrote, tell this fat hoe to stop eating. That can also kill you. She's a burger away from a heart attack and uh, talk about someone just died for whatever reason that she's not even sure about. F and pig, put the plate down. Pig, pig, pig. I mean, I don't have to ask y'all this without a line. Uh, 
But what do y'all think, Al? What do you think? I, I don't understand. I, I, I under, Well, I understand that they have a beef. So I think she was just trolling Lunell. So anything Lunell says on on social media, she was going to have a comeback to. I just felt like that this was an inappropriate dig at the inappropriate time because, like I said, I felt like Lunell had a right to 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 speak on this. This is her family. Anybody know anything about that comedian circuit? It is a very close knit family, and 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 she spoke she spoke some serious she dropped some serious knowledge, and I agreed. I don't know what, what beef that what they had. Because Lunell was just a, a one of the hosts oh. on and Jocelyn Hernandez uh, reunion show. So if anything, uh, so uh, you guys got to catch up now. Like if you go on, if you go on, she posted this on Instagram and it's on obviously in Google where they have a public beef now because Lunell called out uh, Zeus Network. She called out uh, Jocelyn Hernandez. She said that she thought that it was classless. Uh, the reunion. She she spilled all the beans. She went on a thirty minute rant. I had the the privilege of watching that entire post that she did. So I recommend anybody who wants to know what their beef is about, please check out her post. Um, and also you can Google it on, um, obviously you can Google it. She talks and she, like she gave a whole back uh, front seat analogy of all the awful things that happened at that reunion and how bad she felt being a part of it. And she apologizes. So you should check it out in her. And Jocelyn was highly offended of what she said about her. Well, you know, it, it was bootleg, and I'm going to take it a step further. You know, I felt the same way about Tamar Braxton and Jason Lee hosting that Baddies ATL reunion on, mm -hmm. on Zeus. It was just, it just was not a good look for either one of them. And y'all can brag about Zeus being owned by a Black man and make a billion dollars or whatever the case may be. That's just some lowbrow, you know, ghetto projetic stuff going on over there. And I was extremely shocked to see that Tamar Braxton was even affiliated with it. So I can completely understand how Lunell can feel the way she feels about what she feels. You know, real quick, Claudia, you know, she dissed about that. She said there were actual pimps there and that they had to call the cops and have them escorted out of the parking lot and off of the premises. She really went in on the type of stuff that's going on. She also said when she arrived that they were smoking and drinking and were ready to fight by the, from the moment she arrived. And she stayed there seven hours taping and she shared everything that happened. So that's what the beef is about. I get criticizing the network, but, um, you know, I also saw Lunell defend some of the things that were being said because her daughter tried to say that she never got paid. And Lunell, you know, definitely was like, no, it wasn't like that. But still, it was it was a cheap shot of Jocelyn. But I'm, I'm absolutely not surprised. And I, I put my little two cents on Lunell's page, too. You know, and I think uh, it's just an example of a hit dog hollering. We all know about Jocelyn Hernandez and her drug issues. So allegedly moving on, Diddy uh, locking lips with uh, uh, Joey Ch Chavis uh, hit the gram. Now, for those who don't are not aware, Joey is uh, the mother of Bow Wow's daughter, and she's also one of Future's baby mama. Social media went into a frenzy due to Bow Wow recently okay. saying that he learned how to be a family man from Diddy. Now, Diddy seems to like his women younger than him. And uh, he was just linked to Carisha, who's better known as a uh, young Miami of the rap duo City Girls. Uh, of all the women out there, do men just like dating other famous men's exes? Because I see this is like a little bit of a thing. I was just about to ask where Carisha was. Now, when I got on here and it was like, this thing with Carisha ain't going to last. It's just a gimmick. Everybody wanted to eat me up because they wanted uh, Diddy and Carisha to be together. 
Listen, y'all, I, I, I understand that these girls are of age, but this is just disgusting to me. It, it feels very predatory to me. It feels very older uncle locking lips with young niece's friend from college that's visiting for Christmas break. I just don't understand why at Diddy and other men's like him, financial level and success level, that they cannot go get them somebody older, somebody in the in the Claudia Jordan, Melissa Ford, <laughs> and, you know, and I'm not saying y'all, but somebody from y'all's era with y'all's level of sophistication and experience. What is Diddy at 50 something years old sitting down and talking to Joey Chavis about after they finish having sex? What? <laughs> Well, you know, I feel like this woman is a pro. You guys are, are not understanding what's going on. This is number 13 for her. Remember, she dated Rob Kardashian. She dated Future. She dated Akon's brother, Kevin Durant, Hit Boy, Little Bow Wow, Game, Chris Brown, uh, Tigger, Tiger, Lloyd Polite, Trey Songz, Young Bird, and number 13, she dating Puffy now. I, I, I just feel like this is just messy, if you ask me. Like, Future dated Lori Harvey, who dated... Joy, Lori Harvey dated Diddy, Future dated Sierra, who dated Bow Wow. Sierra has a son by Future. Just all seems incestuous. Well, it's not just the ladies, because we can go down Diddy's list as well. So anyways, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with more TGIF when we return. Welcome back to TGIF. Let me go ahead and go to the chat real quick. I just saw someone say, Jocelyn's going to come for you, Claudia. I don't give a damn. I said what I said, and I meant what I said. And you can go see it on Lunell's page if you want to see it again. Okay, uh, Funky Bunch check-in. That's from Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, 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 Tawana Bell says, my tussie cat hurts. That was a lot. Oh, wow. Yes, okay. tussie cat. Come on, <laughs> tussie cat. Miss <laughs> Rita said, we had Miss Rita said, Diddy's merely a lifeguard for all WAP. Okay. All right. We're going to read uh, some comments from the chat every single block. Let y'all know that we see you. We see y'all. All right, y'all. Moving on. In a recent interview, Angelina Jolie admitted that her ex-husband, Brad Pitt, really hurt her. Angelina said that she and Brad fought over his continued work with disgraced movie mogul Harvey Weinstein. Now, in a 2017 interview, uh, I'm sorry, investigation, the actress alleged that Weinstein made unwanted advances towards her in a hotel room in the late 90s during the release of her film Play by Heart. Of course, the producer denied her claims. Now, should Brad have stuck by Angelina's side after he learned of her accusations? Or was it just about the money? Al, what do you think? Well, you know, this is confusing to me because Brad Pitt is the co-producer of She Said, which is the story about um, the allegations about around Harvey Weinstein that, that broke this whole case. So I'm, 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 I'm trying to figure out, like, what's the connection? Is it because she was promoting a book? Because she shared that, it brought things back up. It made her book, you know, helped her with the marketing of her book uh, tour or whatever. I'm just kind of confused because he has, you know, righted or wrong. Now, he did entertain him before this, but right now he is the co-producer to She Said, which is the fall of Harvey Weinstein and all the women that have come forward in, in, in um, press charges against him. I love that Angelina Jolie talks about Brad Pitt hurting her when I'm still waiting for her to say sorry to Jennifer Aniston for the pain that she caused. But anyways, that's not what this story is about. Key, what you think? You know, to be honest with you, I don't know what the doggone story about. Is it about the custody damn battle or is it right. about 
Harvey Weinstein. I'm just so confused, but here's what I will say. And God, I want you to hear me clearly. I don't ever want you to send me anybody that I fall so much in love with that when it's time for this relationship to be over six and seven and nine and 10 years later, okay. I still can't move on. I don't want that type of love. Okay. Give me some cheap ghetto type of love or whatever type of kind of love that is when it's time for me to part ways with somebody, I want to be able to part ways cleanly and live. There is no reason why all these years after their divorce, that both of their names are still appearing in headlines together. The divorce is final. Y'all seem to not be able to figure figure out the custody thing. And it really feel like her being scorned because quiet as it's kept, men don't be wanting full custody of no damn children anyway. They just don't want it on the paper to say that they ain't got no rights. I promise you, you give a man full custody of your kids, he will give them things back to you. Okay? So, you know, I don't want that type of love, but she need the day. Next story. And they got six of them, too. Right. right. Like, that man don't even want them damn six. I, I ain't met a man alive want but six it's, damn kids. Ever oh, notice God. you can really, like, you can really be a fan of someone until, like, their relationship goes bad or something bad happens, and then you see their, their true character, and they and they show their entire butt. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I... It, it. Let's not forget, she charged him of domestic violence, guys. Remember that in 2016? So, woo. And the FBI had to, you know, exonerate him from from that. So I don't see where I don't see why she's still harping on. He hurt her. But can we be surprised, Angelina? I like her as an actress, but you know, she did walk around with a vial of Billy Bob Thornton's blood in a little vial. Like they just they just on some other just some other. Well, crap. She just mad because she's scorned. Cause she can't get no another man. Cause I don't know a man alive <laughs> one dollar or a million dollars who finna signed up to be the stepdaddy to six damn Rainbow Coalition children. Okay, that's six kids he got to put through college. Six kids he got to teach how to ride a bike. Six kids he got to have sweet sixteens for and buy cars. Six kids he got to divide his will among. She is damn goods. Don't nobody want it. And she mad that Brad don't want her back after she, after she don't became scratching dent material on the shelf of the other of the store. Okay. You got to scratching dent, Jolie. Oh my goodness. All right, y'all. Let's on a lighter note. Imagine winning the lottery, but the store that you purchased the ticket from goes ahead and steals it. Now, that's what happened to Rome this past week, according to the Associated Press. Now, the winning scratch off ticket was worth $580,000 in American money. Now, the tobacco shop owner was apprehended in Rome at the airport trying to make a getaway, but the <laughs> ticket was not. Found. What do y'all think? And what would y'all do if this happened to you? I got two people in my family that won the lottery. And uh, we can get into that in a second. What do y'all think? So look, the man tobacco shop must not have been worth no more than about forty, fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> simple fact that he said, "I'm willing to risk it all," because obviously, sir, your name is on this paperwork. Okay, your name is on these packaging sheets. Where he say he gonna run off with this lady lottery ticket? It's just the stupidity for me. I find it very funny. Um, but where's that lady ticket? And I'm curious to know <laughs> that since the lottery people were able to confirm that it was a winning ticket, will they still honor it? So I can give you a little bit of background on that. So I, I'm not sure how it works outside of the United States, but in the United States, 
um, it will go immediately into what's called an investigation stage. And because it goes into investigation stage, no one gets the money until the investigation is fully completed, which could last anywhere from three to nine months. The interesting thing here that I want to share with everybody about this lottery ticket, the first thing you should do when you find that you have won the lottery is you need to sign the ticket. And you sign the ticket and make sure that the signature matches the ticket that matches your state driver's license or your state ID. Now, a lot of people say there are other things that you should do. There are three or four. One is that you should then put it in a safe deposit box at a bank and register it. And second, you should see an attorney because a lot of people who wins those multi-million dollar ones, they end up getting death threats. They, the family ends up coming after them. They get distorted. Uh, I mean, um, it's, Lord, what am I trying to say? When somebody... Um, Extorted. Extortion. Mm-hmm and everything. So um, because you know that the lottery will release your name, your city, the county and the store that it was purchased. So they end up being people end up preying on individuals like that. So the three things or four things that they recommend you do is to sign the lottery ticket, make sure it matches your driver's license or state ID, put your lottery ticket into a safe deposit box so that you register it with the bank and then find a lawyer to help you uh, go to the store and claim your multi millions. And stop doing press conferences because right. there's no name attached to the scratch ticket when you first get it. My cousin won the lottery and was doing all kinds of, they was just put, bring all kinds of attention that had to send the kids to school with security and with, right. uh, with bodyguards. And then That's my right. other family member won the lottery and no one knew about it and quietly collected her money for 30 years. And guess who has more money now? I'm just Hell saying. no. But let me ask you this. You go to the gas station or you go to the state capitol with the ticket? What do you mean? You go back, you go where you purchased it. You have to go where you purchased it because the ticket is registered to a particular store or site. And then so the gas you, station has to call the capital because that's right. Then they have to call in the winning ticket. Gotcha. As far as I'm as far as what I've read. Now I don't know if maybe maybe the listeners or maybe the viewers know it different, but that's my understanding from what I read. Gotcha. So, all right, moving on. Before we go to break, let's get to the story. CNN anchor Brianna Keeler uh challenged Republican governor candidate. Oh, why was she doing this? Caitlyn Jenner to stand up for what she claims to represent. Now, Keela asked how she plans to defend women's rights and still be in support of Texas' decision to ban abortions after six weeks. Jenner said, I think that they have the right in their state to do what they want to do. Do I agree with the decision or not? No, to be honest with you. It's just being reported. It's being reported that Jenner is struggling in California, the election, and that her comment was a last minute attempt to gain more support before voters hit the poll on September 14th. Uh, for the record, Caitlin is uh, polling at just 1%. Thoughts on this story? You know, me and T.S. Madison had a very interesting conversation about her today really quickly, and it went for Caitlyn Jenner to be a card-carrying member of one of the most marginalized groups in this country, she still carries on and has the politics of a rich white man. She's been a yes. rich white man much longer than she's been a trans woman. And it's so funny because Madison made the comment. She was like, I don't even think she's trans. I think she's a cross-dresser and just don't want to take the clothes off. Because Caitlyn Jenner has been able to bypass every single struggle that comes along with being a part of a minority underserved community, she's just out of touch. She's speaking out of both sides of her neck on this issue because she's simply trying to solidify votes. If you believe in a woman's right to choose, then there's no way in hell you could believe and support the Texas law to ban abortion. So which one is it, ma'am? 
Well, you know, I, I feel like Texas, Texas, Texas. <laughs> like, why do people live in Texas with stuff like this? And I actually, Claudia, I wanted to ask you that. And, you know, I'm not I'm not uh, throwing any any shade or anything. But as a black female, as a woman that lives in Texas and in Texas is disrespect towards, you know, the oppression towards women. Like, do you do you feel some kind of way paying taxes to a state that treats women like this? Well, there's no state income tax here, but um, I will say that I, when I moved here, this wasn't happening. Um, mm -hmm. As someone who is a survivor of sexual assault, abuse, actually a, a whole rape when I was in, in, uh, 18 years old, um, and this had to be an option for me, actually, uh, on a serious note. I had to have an abortion or I would have had the baby of a rapist. And um, I've spoken about this on other platforms. So it really, really bothers me. I mean, I'm probably beyond my childbearing age uh, years, but um, the, to know that there's women out here that have already called the rape hotline or called Planned Parenthood um, seeking an abortion because they were raped and they're going to be forced to have a baby of a rapist or the baby of their molester. It, it really makes me reconsider. It makes me sick. It makes me want to campaign. I, I, I don't get why these men are doing this to these women. And, and you know, let one of these white men have uh, find out their daughter was raped by someone black or brown. And you'll see how fast these goddamn laws change. But the problem is the people with no money will be affected. They can't travel across state lines. And the people that are, you know, have the money and the privilege, they'll be able to quietly go to a private clinic in Oklahoma and Louisiana, elsewhere. And it's really, really, really messed up and it breaks my heart. So um, I actually have been thinking about leaving, but what do you do? Do you stay and fight or do you leave? I don't know, but you know, anyways, let's take a quick break. Unless y'all have any more comments on this, this piece. I just want to say, I'm sorry. That's my first time hearing that from you and my heart goes out to you. I, I'm really sorry that happened to you. Well, you know, Thanks. we also need to bring up another thing that's very poignant. Um, before the passage of Roe v. Wade, women found ways to terminate pregnancies anyway, whether it was with a rusty clothes hanger, whether it was drinking liquid Drano, where there is a will, there is a way. And when people feel like their back is up against the wall, they will do any and everything. So this law is not for the morality police out there, it's not going to stop people from getting abortions. What we're going to find is a rise in backdoor, back alley abortions leading to all kinds of infections and death and rise of injury to women and their reproductive stuff because somebody grandma gonna have some type of, you know, turmeric mass mixed with flat tummy tea and a clothes hanger from the cleaners and gonna make it do what it do. I'm gonna tell you right now, as someone who went through it the, the legitimate way, I got severely ill and I went through it the, the, the right way where I almost died with the infection afterwards. So imagine, and you're absolutely right. It's not going to stop you from if you really don't want that baby and you, you're going to find a way. And, and then, you know, just it's just it's just why are we messing with this law? Why are we messing with this law when, you know, even if it's a, it shouldn't even matter if it's rape, it's your choice. Because if we had the law in place where it's, well, in the case of rape, we'll let it slide. Can you imagine how many false reports of rape and how many men will be railroaded because they don't, women don't want to care of these babies? Like, keep it where it is. It's a moral issue. A woman will have to deal with it for the rest of her life morally and deal with that. It shouldn't have to be a legal thing. And then to have bounties placed on those women, it's absolutely evil and ridiculous. Mm -hmm. evil you white men that are making these laws you have no but you have no business 
They and have here's no plan. the sad part. If you ever find out a lot of these super conservatives, when they get caught with their mistresses on the side, the mistresses come forward and say, he gave me $3,000 to go have an abortion, but yet said conservative politician is on the front lines voting against it. One, one of them, one of them slitted the date rape, the R, the date rape uh, drug. I'm sorry, not the the, the abortion miscarriage, the abortion drug. Are you 46 into his mistress's drink? I forgot which one it is, but I'll look it up during the break. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more TGIF. Welcome back to TGIF. Now, at this time, this point in the show, we got to pay some bills, so go ahead and take it away, Al. All right, soulmates, guys, for the better part of their lives, our better halves have been fantasizing about the perfect wedding ring. You know they do. Cut, clarity, carrot, color, you name it. But for us, not so much. And guess what? Jewelry stores clearly think the same. Manly Bands is here to rescue you from an otherwise hellish band buying experience. Manly Bands offers you hand, offers your hand the freedom to look how you want it to look in just about every type of earthly material imaginable, and even from space. To get started, order the Manly Ring Sizer from Manly Bands to ensure that your ring will fit perfectly during work or play. Once you know your size, it's time for the fun to start. Manly Band has an insane collection of materials to choose from. They got gold, wood, antlers, steel, dinosaur bones, and even the meteorites that killed them. <laughs> the meteorites that killed them. You can also choose from one of the many Manly Band's curated collections like the Jack Daniels Whiskey Barrel Collection. Okay, once you've selected your band, Manly Bands offers free shipping worldwide, a 30-day exchange policy, and a free warranty. While there might not be 50% chance of your marriage working out, there is a 100% chance that, they're, that you're going to love your band. So to order your Manly Band and get 21% off, that's right, 21% off, plus a free silicone ring, go to manlybands.com slash T-E-A. That's manlybands.com slash T-E-A for 21% off. Manly Bands, the best damn rings, period. All right, we're going to take a quick break. and we come back, we're going to talk about a relationship that we'll, we'll see if they get a manly band for their relationship. We'll be right back with more TGIF. Welcome back to TGIF. Okay, let me go to the chat and read a few of the comments. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, BB says Funky's neck hurt. He ready to lay it down. Are you are you okay, Funky? You know, my neck does hurt. I was doing lat pull downs today in the gym, and me and my trainer, we was taking that weight up because I'm trying to be like Thanksgiving fine. And, uh, <laughs> I just pulled. I pulled something. I put some BioFreeze on it. Don't worry. I got a little piece of date coming over later on tonight. That's gonna oh. rub it out and make sure everything be all right. So, well, you might need some Blue Chew. Uh, Ivy Life Coach says Blue Chew must be doing real good because they don't need Fox Soul anymore. <laughs> 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 All right, let's get into it. We talked about the the manly bands before we went to break. Uh, L read that commercial. Uh, Jalen Banks, the new boyfriend and baby daddy to Fallon Pina, called out her ex-husband, Simon, on Instagram. Now, Jalen alleges that Simon sent several packages to their home even after they moved on to a whole new house. Fallon claimed that Simon stalks her, posts subliminal captions about her and her new boo, and uh, has now crossed the line by sending packages to their house. Jalen wants Simon to leave them alone. Now, do y'all think that Simon is still in love with Fallon or is this a case of, you know, having his cake and eating it too? Was he just can't let go? What do you think? Taunting them? 
I don't know, but Jalen Youngin ain't got no damn money, so he ought to be glad any damn thing Simon sent around that damn house, quiet as it's kept. Whatever the hell in the box is about more than he can provide for Fallon, quiet as it's kept. Before you complain about the packages, open them up and let us know what's in the packages, okay? Because if he's sending pampers and clothes and gift certificates, then you need to shut the hell up. Don't just, you know, don't make it seem like he's sending anthrax around there. If you want to tell the story, tell the whole story. What's in the package? Oh, my God. Al? <laughs> yeah, first of all, I just, I don't know, I need y'all to help on this one. <clears throat> because when I was reading up on the story, a lot of what was shared said that Jalen is in his 20s. Is this correct? Yes. He's like a young, he's like 22 or 23 years old. Is, I, I'm like, wow. She, she tore up her whole home oh, and lost like that whole rich, ugly African over some 20-something-year-old. First of all, when you 20-something years old, you don't even know how to smack it, flip it, rub it down real good, yet alone. And this girl don't mess up her whole... She don't just surrendered her whole home to Portia. And y'all see how Portia stacked from the back, baby. Portia don't put that itchy-gitchy yaya on Simon, and she's about to drain those accounts the way Fallon should have. Fallon is finna get rolled wet and put away hard with that young little broke boy. He's right here complaining about them doggone packages. He need to be thankful because in a minute he gonna be calling Simon asking for a asking for some packages. Okay, okay. That well, that that tells me that even with all the money and all the veneers and all the rental of jets and all the rental of Airbnbs across the world. That, that still wasn't enough to make her as happy as somebody broke. Because to go away from all that, it must have been terrible. The sex must have been trash, allegedly. He must have been obnoxious, allegedly. He must have been just, uh, just unbearable to leave all that. Because you're right. Like, who would want to do that? But that must mean, that tells me as a woman, she was so unhappy with that man. That she'd no. rather be with someone broke with good D no, than don't. someone that's rich. I'm gonna tell you what it means. I'm gonna tell you what it means. It, it means she did what I would have did, and it means she did what Shawnee O'Neal did to Shaq and siphoned off all that man damn money and put it in her mammy name. Okay, Fallon ain't broke. She ain't leave with nothing. Check the mama. I arrest people. I arrest people. No, check the mama. <laughs> I hope she did. I hope she. I hope she's like put some money aside because she still got that. Uh, what's she got a Rolls Royce? She'd be dumb as hell if you left with it. Let me tell you something. There was an old lady under the tree, and she always told me, "I don't give a good goddamn how bad a man is. You don't leave with nothing. Okay, you plan your exit. You do not leave with nothing." She'd be a damn fool if she left from around there with nothing. Fallon did post something up that they said that uh, Simon's been going around to the establishments that they go to and he's been trying to like get uh, Jalen banned from establishments, but the, the restaurants are giving them the heads up. I think Simon is petty though. I really do. I think, I think honestly, that's what millionaires do. I mean, you pick a fight, you're 22, he has the muscle to sling around, you know, his influence. I think this is what it looks like when you, when you're, when you're, when you steal a multimillionaire's wife from him. But if I was Portia, I would feel away, right? Because you're supposed to be with me now. Mm -hmm. You're supposed right. to be with me. We co-parenting. I don't quit Dish Nation because I'm finna leave <laughs> with you. I'm leaving jobs. It would eat me up inside that my dude would still have mental energy somewhere else mm -hmm. outside my home. But then again, 
she was in that lady pool looking at her husband. So uh -huh. I guess she ain't got too much room to feel no way about nothing. Not at all. Well, I'm going to move on before people say I'm hating, but y'all said everything. So anyway, speaking of young Dangalang, uh, it didn't take long for <laughs> PJ Washington to move on from his breakup with Brittany Renner. Now, based on his social media, PJ seems to have a thing for Instagram models since he's now reportedly dating model Alicia, uh, Alisa Chanel. Okay. Now, what are your thoughts on him moving on so fast into another IG model? Does he need to sit down somewhere? Because he's about to be paying that child support and a lot. He need Lamar Ball's daddy to mentor him or Montel Jordan to mentor him or hell, he need me to mentor him because honestly, this type of woman is just not getting you anywhere. I don't understand it, but hey, if you got enough money to pass around and feed nations with child support, have at it. Matter of fact, my coochie might be made of clay, but baby, we could make it do what it do. Bring some of it around him. <laughs> I help you spend it, baby. That's just nasty. I think I think what we're looking at here is like a poor attempt on his part to make his ex jealous. He went and got a younger version of his ex. Uh, we know that she has the same reputation as his ex, allegedly correct. But I think he is, this is what you do when you're like, I want to get even. You don't just a couple of days ago, like two weeks ago, be crying over the fact that, that your ex is holding your child from you to today finding the new love of your life that just happened to look better and is much younger. If you want to get back at a woman for something that she's done, get a better version and a younger version than the, what you had, and that will get right up underneath her skin. I think this is a publicity play on his part. He clearly said that he was in love and hurt, but today he's back in love with somebody different who's younger and better looking. I want to add one caveat, Al. In order, and this goes out to everybody, and this is just some real grown lady advice. Before you try to attempt to make somebody mad or jealous, make sure they care about you in the first place. That girl, oh, yeah. that girl got the check. She don't care. Exactly. Don't she, don't, she don't care, but he's saving face. He's saving face to America. Like, okay, you can do me dirty. You could have played me, but look, I went out here and got somebody better looking and younger and hotter. Hey, he's what's running, up? He's running a one-man race. He thinks he's got a prize, but he's running a one-man race. Nobody cares. She's laughing. She's laughing. He could have right. went and got Naomi Campbell. She still wouldn't have cared. I'm getting, what, $32,000 a month or whatever it is she's getting a month? No, it was 200000 Oh, That part, even better. She don't care. So it seems like there's some similarities here then in both right. cases. You know what I mean? You try to make someone jealous that is not really even tripping on you anymore and you go over here looking stupid as hell. And here's what I he mean, don't understand. All the, all the other girl, all the new girl, all the new girl going to do is exploit his vulnerabilities and take a right. page out of Britney book and get whatever the hell is left after Britney deduct her 300000 from whatever he get in a month. I also think, uh, in addition to that, he's a young athlete. He makes a lot of money. He can play with anybody that he can afford to. That's exactly what this is. Well, I don't be mad when they do make these little dumb moves and when the girls come up. And I'm usually not a, a woman that's like, pro, go get this guy's money. I'm, I'm, really, I'm really not that. But in this case, he's asking for it. Right. He's asking for it. All right, y'all. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with more TGIF after this. Welcome back to TGIF. Let me go ahead and get in the chat and see. Uh, let's see. Let's see what's going on here in the chat. Let's see. Uh, uh, good. Okay. Let me see. Oh, Louis Marino says, "Quit it with the commercials, Fonzo." No, we have to do commercials so we can get paid because this is not. This is be a fun hobby, but we need to get our check. Uh, okay. Uh, Janice Jackson said, "Love the show." 
And uh, Willie Ray says, the only thing about the young ones is they're not sure exactly. I like my meat seasoned, 32 plus. So she likes her meat seasoned. All right. Uh, okay, y'all, we're going to get into the story, which is, it's not celebrity-based, but it's just, it's so ridiculous. So a former New Orleans 911 operator is facing charges for hanging up on uh, callers for two straight days. Now, according to New Orleans News, Precious Stevens uh, didn't take down any information or notify any dispatchers of any emergency situation for two days. She's fired and charged with malfeasance. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be like, child, not today. I'm not, I'm not working today. <laughs> Oh, my love. So the funny thing about this story uh, is, Mama, this is the epitome of I did not come to work today to right. work. And she probably, you know, New Orleans is a very small place. She probably knew a lot of the people. She's like, girl, precious. I told your ass not to take this movie <laughs> ass back. Anyway, stop calling my job with this mess. <laughs> you know what I thought so funny about this story? <laughs> Q. Well, she was like, mm, I'm not trying to work today. Doop, hang up, hang up. But then I thought again in my head, I said, okay, but maybe how interesting would it be that maybe she was tired of taking all these caring calls about, you know, somebody is wandering through their neighborhood. So I don't know. I was just like, it was a toss up for me. Like, I need to read the deposition that she had with the investigators, with the attorney general. I want to know what was her reason for not taking the calls for two days straight. Like, was it that there were a lot of prank calls? Were there a lot of complaints? Like, what was it? I don't know. So anyway, speaking of complaints and addresses and folks going to jail, Keith Bush has spent over 30 years behind bars for the stabbing and strangling of a 14-year-old girl who uh, and reached a $16 million settlement this week. The exoneration came 44 years after his arrest for a crime that he did not commit. This case is the longest running murder case to ever be overturned in New York history. And justice has been served. Al, what do you think about this case and about what finally took place? Let me tell you something, this is, this is horrible. This man is 64 now, and even though $16 million sounds like a lot, can you imagine what he went through for 33 years in prison? This happened when he was 17 years old, and for him to have to pay in prison, can you imagine all of the, the, the fights, all of the different things that he went through to survive in prison? The thing that really pissed me off the most about this was that, number one, we found out that the written confession that the officer said they had was fake. They made it up. Number two, we found out that they also, the detectives manufactured a murder weapon because when they went to investigate his house, they stole a hair pick and they used his hair and the hair pick as DNA to convict him. And lastly, the prosecutors did not introduce into evidence another victim that was in, I mean, not a, another uh, person who was accused of this because they wanted to pin it on this young man. This is not enough money. I'm wondering if this settlement, if he's now allowed to make a civil case, because I feel like he should get another 16 million for ruining his life that many years. 
You know, this is a very, 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 very sad story because, I mean, there's no telling how many funerals this man missed, how many deaths of friends, how many births and deaths of children, how much life, what his contribution to society could have been. Could have been. Um, you know, I guess in this world, in this legal system, we try to rectify these situations as best we can with a dollar amount. But to be honest with you, there truly is no dollar amount that you can put on taking away that much of somebody's life. Uh, absolutely not. And you know what's so interesting? Also, Q, I don't know if you saw it. I don't know if we have video, if we can show. If you could have seen that man's face when they announced his exoneration, it looked like it was a culmination of all of his horrible experiences in prison just birthed right through his face at that moment. He actually looked like he almost wanted to pass out. And he looked good for 64. I hope that he gets to live his life to the fullest now because he deserves every minute of it. You know, and it's worth noting too that the other part of it now is just 40 something years of being institutionalized. And now you have to come out in this world figure it 40 out. years ahead of you. That's a whole nother situation. <sighs> and speaking of situations, let's talk about some black girl magic here. So Simone Weil. When we think of Black Girl Magic, Simone Biles comes to mind. The Olympic champion clapped back at fans who criticized her for dropping out of some events in Tokyo to protect her mental health and her well-being. Get into her clapback. Simone wrote, I can't hear you over my seven Olympic medals. All is social media doing harm when it comes to the mental health of some of these athletes. Al, what do you think? I thought I had a reading problem. <laughs> Whoa, gosh, boy, you were simply good to know. Uh, you know what's so interesting about Simone is that she's still so very humble because it's not seven. She has seven Olympic medals, but that woman has 19 world titles. She has five gold Olympic medals. She is by far one of the greatest female uh, gymnasts in the history of gymnasts. Now, on top of that, which I thought was very interesting to learn what well, there there is a mental block with gymnasts that's called twisties and it was because of this mental block that she almost had that fatal crash when she did the vault and after that fatal crash of the vault she went to her trainer and said hey i really have been experiencing this in the past i'm experiencing it now i'm experiencing what's called twisties so basically they when you experience twisties you lose sight and uh feeling uh when you're in the air and so she felt like that in order for her not to damage her team scoring, that it was best for her to step out. I totally agree with her on this one. Woman, you don't have anything to prove to anybody. You have shown to us that you are the world's greatest. If you need one a day or if you need 200 days or if you need two years, we're still going to support you. And I can't wait to see if you decide to come back for the Olympics 2024. Speaking of, can't wait to see, uh, just mentioned that my camera, something's happening here. I'm still here, y'all, but my camera's tripping, so uh, I, I can I can hear y'all, y'all can hear me, but y'all don't get to see my face right now, so uh, we're having some technical difficulties right now. So, we're going to uh, take us into the Brazilian butt lift story, ghost, Whoopi Goldberg, ghost. <laughs> okay, let's do that. Okay, the ghost of Claudia Jordan is here. Okay, there's something botchy going down in Atlanta when it comes to Brazilian butt lifts. Or should I say, 
BBL goals or uh, aesthetics and plastic surgery has become social media famous for going live during their surgeries. Now they post in all these surgeries. Now viewers have been able to tune in and watch women have their BBLs done. Well, now the center is in trouble because several patients are claiming that their butts are lumpy and the liposuction is botchy. The center is facing a host of financial repercussions. Should BBLs be banned at this point, Al Reynolds? Um, I don't know. You know what I really think the, the issue here should be that we should speak on is it is that obviously this is affecting African-American women more than um, other women. Um, and I think it's a cost issue. And the, the thing here that we need to take away is that all you women don't go for the price, go for the the board certified uh, doctors. So, you know, even though like in this particular case, they looked up the, the owner of goals in, in this particular location, and he's actually a, a pediatric, a pediatrician. So in the state of Georgia, you can, as long as you have an MD, you can perform these BBLs and not be a board certified cosmetic surgeon that specializes in BBLs. So I say, ladies, if you want to continue to do this, just do a little bit more research and homework and find someone that's board certified in doing what it is that you want done and don't make it about the price listen here y'all too busy want to be shaped like cartoon characters you got two choices you can go get you a 60 dollar waist trainer and walk around not being able to breathe <laughs> or you could take your ppp loan money that you fraud and about to go to jail with anyway and go to you a real doctor let me tell you something they are flocking to miami so bad getting these five thousand dollar bbl specials that there literally is a new line of business that has been created where people are going out renting properties and creating recovery houses and all it takes is a cne and your grandma thelma who know how to make butter beans to sit there and make sure these holes don't pass out with blood clots that's how many people are coming down here and getting these thirty five hundred five thousand dollar bbl specials you got to be a special kind of stupid if you let somebody operate on you on anything that you got off a of Groupon or that you got a two for one special about. Ladies, it ain't worth it. If your BBL don't run you $25,000 or more, let it alone. Let it alone. Hazel E. ass almost died in Turkey. Tamika Raymond almost lost her damn life. Joan Rivers' old ass died trying to get a face BBL. Kanye West' mama died. Hey, Michelle too, almost died trying to get Fixer Flat and Palmer's glue pumped out her ass. Leave that damn stuff alone and go to the damn gym like I did. All right, guys, uh, we got to go. This is real janky at the end. I'm going to thank my co-hosts, Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva, for joining me tonight. Stick around. The Tammy Mac Late Show is next. We'll see you, and hopefully you'll see me on Friday. Y'all have a good one.